This is Adam Leonard, and I welcome you to the Soul Growth Podcast, where you come to nourish your mind, body, and soul. Let's take a deep dive together into the depths of human experience to break free from limitations, unleash hidden potential, and grow into the greatest version of yourself so you can live your best life. Welcome to episode three, Life Purpose and Transformation. Before I jump in, it's been longer than I ideally wanted it to be between releasing episodes. And that's because I've been doing some inner work and reflection on my direction, which has given me food for thought on the right way to find our purpose and how to become the person we need to be to make the life we dream of. Now many of us can relate to the state of mind that is staring at our life and thinking, is that it? And then going down the rabbit hole of, what do we really want? What's my life purpose? My purpose in life itself. Then getting lost, thinking about all the potential options. This naturally results in feeling overwhelmed. And overwhelm, as many of us know, leads to inaction. So no change occurs. And we go back to what we were doing before. Now the reason for this is that most people approach the inner conundrum of what's my purpose after feeling swamped with an emotion such as boredom or frustration. But the approach to answering the question is then passed to the brain to run through a kind of deductive analysis of personal experiences, personal passions and skill assessment to calculate the viability of potential options. Now you can probably guess where I'm going with this, but one statement that was given to me by my spirit guide, an ascended Shaolin monk that I've been able to communicate with in a meditative state for many years, is this statement. The current flaw with humanity today is that people's minds have been nurtured to grow more than people's hearts, leading to a mind that is too full of thought to allow the wisdom of the heart to be heard. Now, when thinking about that statement, it seems so obvious when it is put like that. But many of us have grown up to believe that everything can be solved by thinking about it. Like if we think about it hard enough, the problem will be solved. Now the problem with thinking, especially reflective thinking, is that it is limited to analysing stored data. There's a record of the past, obviously, everything we've experienced in the past. So how likely do you think it is that we will find a newfound purpose from analysing old experiences? And granted, 
there may be some congruent themes. But just because we have always chosen similar experiences, career aspirations, etc., that doesn't mean that we will find our self and our sense of purpose through going down memory lane. Now let's get to the, the real meat of the matter here. What is our life purpose? Like what kind of statement would I put forwards? Now I've reflected on several different pieces of writing on this, but my main statement here is that the purpose of life is enjoying the journey of developing your authentic gift to the world. I'll say that again. Enjoying the journey of developing your authentic gift to the world. Now inherent in this statement is the word journey. And we have all kinds of challenges in a journey. Like movies or journeys. And let's face it, none of us would want to watch someone's journey if it was just permanently happy and blissful from start to finish, with no drama, no learning curves or challenges. The best movies are real, meaningful, full of drama, challenges, love, hate, pain, inspiration, the list could go on. But you get the message. Now if you can perceive your life from above as if your divine soul is watching it as a movie, what would your movie be about? Just take a moment now and reflect on it. What chapter of your movie are you in? What would make your movie more exciting? What would make it more touching or inspirational? What would make you proud of the main star of your movie? Which is you, of course. This way of perceiving life and its purpose requires a profound shift of focus and requires that people are able to connect with their inner soul's passion to be able to figure out how they want their movie to be. This starts with the inner journey towards trying to figure out who the star of the movie is. You know, the star of the movie again being yourself. This is where most people get stuck in the area of authenticity. When we realize that we are not acting or living a life that we would find exciting to watch if it were a movie. We then go down that rabbit hole of asking, well, who's directing my movie? You know, who's, who's calling the shots? Surely, if it were me, 
I'll be making it much more exciting, inspirational, or meaningful. Hence, back to authenticity. Right? Who do you really want to be in your most ideal movie? And what would you need to do? Or what would you need to change to become that person, that ideal star of your movie? And this is where personal growth and transformation come in. The part in the movie, such as in Rocky, where that he just decides to, you know, become an amazing boxer and putting loads of effort in the gym and persevere and put in the hard work to become who he wants to be. Right? That's what heroes do in movies. They put in effort and they persevere through things. However, growth and transformation you know, doesn't come easy. You know, this is the thing that's inspirational about the heroes in the movies, like I just mentioned. It's difficult, it's hard, and being inspired by it. And many people can come out of movies feeling inspired to take on a new lease of life. But in reality, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to do so, to turn ourselves into that hero. Now, you may remember from my previous episodes that I mentioned that the mind and body layer are predominantly occupied with maintaining a sustainable, comfortable existence. Essentially comfort orientated. And the spirit layer is growth and contribution orientated. Okay? contributing to the world around it with its unique gift right? and its gift often being its unique passion its inspiration to the world but in order to change our lives in any significant manner we need to grow and in order to grow we need to step outside of our comfort zones now this is mainstream knowledge it's nothing mind-blowing but Comfort zones are not simply happy, indulgent bubbles that feel nice. They are simply what our mind and body has become familiar with. And can often be miserable comfort zones. In fact, to, to quote Joe Dispenser, I loved Joe Dispenser's work, who is an expert on human behavior and the art of rewiring the mind. He mentions that when your thoughts routinely think similar things, your body responds by feeling similar things. And those feelings produce more thoughts that are equal to the feeling in an endless cycle. As this continues over time, this becomes something that our body prepares for and regulates itself to maintain let's just give a, an example here let's just say you know you're someone that 
regularly has aggressive thoughts, maybe when you're driving in rush hour, for example. When you think these aggressive thoughts, the body pumps adrenaline, cortisol, around the body because it is preparing for a potential fight. That adrenaline then perpetuates black and white thinking and aggressive thought forms that trigger more adrenaline. If this happens every day, like when you're usually driving to work and reacting to the traffic, the body prepares by priming the body and fires the adrenaline, getting the right enzymes in place, regulating the hormonal systems, etc. And fires them around the same time that you usually experience the aggressive thoughts. So usually at that time when you're rushing to get into work, for example. Meaning your body is now in control of your mind. Now, interestingly, if you try through listening to some positive suggestion, through some self-development work, to calm your mind and to think more positively, i.e. someone cuts you up and you're in a rush and you don't curse at them or judge them and attempt to keep yourself calm, your body will re react in alignment with those peaceful, more calming thoughts. It will. But it now has a stockpile of pre-primed bodily enzymes and automated systems in place that took a long time to set up. Much like the infrastructure of, say, the underground, for example. It will take a lot of effort to build a new tunnel going in a completely different direction. Therefore, the body sends signals to the mind to convince it, to convince it, sorry, to go back to the old way of being. It does that to save energy. Right? The body's an efficiency engine, and so is the mind. In fact, this has been studied and documented and it is now known that the body has its own mind, or two actually, mind in the gut and in the heart. They both have synaptic conscious networks that are used to regulate the body, and they send signals to the brain. Now sticking to this scenario, in this scenario, the positive thoughts will slowly, will slowly be undermined right over time subtle thoughts will slip to mind such as all this positive thinking is a load of nonsense there's still loads of traffic there's still people cutting me up it's not changing anything and eventually the aggressive thoughts start slipping back in again you know this is the case for many attempts to change or change the status quo the past conditioned self will always have more power than the new inspired thought to quote peter sage here another human behavior expert your positive ambition is but a tiny ant 
walking in one direction on the back of a huge elephant that is walking in the other direction. With the elephant representing your subconsciously conditioned self. So the art of change comes through the mastery of the subconscious self. When we can get the elephant walking in the same direction as our ant, we start to see progress. Otherwise, we're simply just working against ourselves, i.e. being the ant, furiously pushing with all of our might in one direction, whilst going in the opposite. Now, in order to get the subconscious walking in the same direction as our conscious thoughts, we need to identify more with the spirit layer than the mind and body layer. This is the dialogue of champions. Right? To, to acknowledge that the body is tired and is sending all sorts of signals to stop. And the mind will be throwing all kinds of plausible reasons to turn back to what you used to do. But the passion of the soul is unrelenting. Right? And will not give up until you have attained your soul's desire. Isn't that, after all, what we enjoy watching in movies? Right? Someone overcoming the odds, persevering, right? becoming the hero. You know, it's one of those that Jordan Peterson would talk about that is, you know, we need to learn to slay the dragon. And but quite often that dragon is our conditioned past way of doing things our past traumas, our past habits that are in our own way. That's what the real dragon is, the enemy within. <laughs> and on top of that, the kind of tip here, or the, the moment that really galvanizes it all, is that when we realize in itself that stress, fatigue, overwhelm and doubt are all side effects of growth, they're not reasons to stop trying. They're simply side effects, right? They're almost markers and milestones. And when we realize that, we can then choose to stop listening and being guided by the logical conclusions. We can stop guiding our actions by the natural effect of, what well, if I'm fatigued or I'm overwhelmed or feeling doubt, I should obviously stop, right? We can stop being guided by them and see them as milestones. And instead, we can see them as indicators that we are growing and heading in the right direction. So if you're finding yourself getting stressed and fatigued and overwhelmed, keep going. You're heading to growth. In fact, the more we persevere through stress, we create more myelin in our mind's synapses which literally creates more efficiency. You know, we get better at things. So if we stop the moment we start to feel stressed and overwhelmed, that's the exact moment where we need to keep going and persevering. And that's actually 
the thing that creates a hero. You know, and but this is why we watch the movies because not everyone in life is a hero, right? And most people, you know, that are inspired to change will buckle under the incessant complaining from the body and the mind in a matter of weeks, even sometimes days. They'll go back to their old ways. And that's because they're using a sense of force of will, right? They're trying to be the ant, running even faster and faster along an, a massively long elephant's back. You know, <laughs> why am I going backwards? You know, so in order to make any beneficial change in life that leads to permanent transformation, the old identity needs to be killed and a new upgraded identity created and nurtured into being. So it becomes who you are. There's no good being someone whose identity, for example, is, um, you know, someone that's been smoking all their life, right? An identity of someone who is quitting smoking. Okay. I'm a smoker who is trying to quit, right? Because your identity at the root is a smoker. doesn't matter if you're a smoker that's trying to quit. Your identity at the root is a smoker. You know, so you'll eventually revert back to what that core identity is. However, if you are able to shift your core identity, set in an identity of being a healthy person right? a health conscious person you know that health conscious person will choose actions naturally by its own virtues that won't smoke you know that new healthy ethos that is your identity won't smoke naturally that's just who you are right it's, this is why people that are entrepreneurs they make millions all the time. They can lose their entire business, right? They can lose everything. And, but, you know, they are a millionaire in their head. That's what they are. They're an entrepreneur millionaire. So, because they are that, they will become it again. They will find a way. Because that's who they are. They'll get out there, and they'll be resourceful, and they'll, you know, they'll get themselves back up there. So the true powerhouse of life is the identity itself. Okay? And that's the thing that we need to shift on the inside. Now, in order to craft a new identity, we have to make sure that we are finding an authentic new self to become. This is really important. As many people run around setting new goals and trying to be who they think they should be. You know, before attempting to grow and nurture a new identity, it's imperative that we dig deep inside us to figure out where that desire comes from. You know, for example, the, the desire to be the best athlete on the track could could be coming from a bruised, insecure ego 
that wants to be feared and respected, for example, which at its core is driven by fear. And that will perpetuate more fear in the long run. You know, also, many of our dreams and aspirations are conditioned by what we see happy, successful people doing in the media or from our upbringing. It isn't who we are. This is one of the reasons why I advocate not watching lots of TV. Because our subconscious mind does not know the difference. It's not evolved enough to know the difference between the sophisticated, uh, HD-looking environment in front of us. And this is why we can get so deeply emotional watching films. Because, you know, it's been a bit of a theme of my podcast here that we get so deeply ingrained in it, we can get tearful, emotional, etc. Because the subconscious doesn't know that's real, not real life. So it's important that we police what we watch at the same time and question where our dreams and aspirations are coming from. And this is why when we realize that much of what we're doing in life is conditioned and controlled by our upbringing and media and influences, and it's at that moment that we realize this isn't who I am. Right? You know, we've all seen this in a movie where we've got the person that's perhaps been working and grinding away, just existing, doing a job that they've been doing because their father or their mother did it and they're paying the bills. And then they look out the mirror and, sorry, look in the mirror and they look at themselves and go, what am I doing with myself? And look out the window and then they see someone living an entirely different lifestyle and they're going, no, surely my life's worth more than this. And it's that moment, again, we've all been there, where we realize that the life we're living is not the life I would have chosen. But what we're living is a conditioned living that is ruled by the comfort-seeking mind that is doing what it knows doing what it's told, it's being safe, you know, and that's conditioned in school in many cases, do as you're told, got to do the right thing, and the right thing is told to us by the authority figure, which is the teacher, and when we grow up, it's not the teacher anymore, but it's the government, or it's the uh, status quo of what everyone else thinks is the right thing to do, or the standard normals, you know, when we realize that that's just our conditioning, that's not who I am, Right, we start tapping into that soul calling. What am I really? And again, this is the journey that we've been on. And essentially, we get to that realization that you know, we are not our thoughts, we are not our feelings, we're not our body. They are all aspects of ourselves. We are, after all, the observer of all those states, and we can choose what to be and we can choose to come from a place of love growth and contribution to the world you know it's easy to get stuck in hate like oh, i hate this situation i'm in etc but that the more you hate something believe it or not there's a law that governs that whatever you focus on grows okay the more you hate something get pissed off with something 
the more you will have that experience attracted to your life. But I could do a bit more of a deeper dive on that another time. But essentially, you can become that hero in your movie. But if we run around regurgitating our conditioning, our conditioned thoughts, our conditioned experience, we will only create what the media or your past conditions has influenced you to be. Okay. So take a moment now. If you can safely do so, driving, for example. And just ask yourself, who am I? Who am I really? What am I here to do in this life? Now shift your focus from your mind's grasp that will no doubt be scanning around your experiences to find the answer, okay? Shift it from your mind. Shift your focus to your heart. Take a few deep breaths here. And relax your shoulders. Take another deep breath. And relax your shoulders some more. And I want you to feel your heart. Okay? Feel your heart sink down and relax. Feel it beating if you can. Bring your whole focus to your heart. Now, don't think about this too much. Just make yourself smile. Just smile. And feel your heart glow as you do so. Just feel it expand. And glow. Now from this place, just feel what you love in the world. What do you love? Just let it flow to you. Enjoy it. And what would you love to give to the world? you give. How would you love to live your life, ideally? What would your life look like, coming from a heart-centered place? Feel it. Enjoy it. And in this place, just imagine yourself walking out into a room and having all of your most beloved friends and family just clapping, cheering you. You're so proud of yourself. They're saying to you, that was absolutely amazing, what you have done. And then just see if you can look back 
and see what it is that you've just done. Getting on the wall behind you, there are pictures, might be a video of your life and the things that you have done, your achievements. Just bask in that and see whether the wisdom coming from your heart, which is the sitting place of where the soul lies, give you any answers. We connect to our soul's calling from our heart center. Now this process you're going through here, the answers that you'll get here, will be more a reflection of your soul's passion. Now for some listening to this, you have, may have connected to a new passion you never knew was there or was buried. Might be a new direction or maybe it just reinforced what you already knew. For others, you may not have experienced anything like this. Or maybe you've not experienced anything at all. Okay. Just don't worry. Being able to connect with our soul's passion and our deep-seated feelings that are connected to those soul drives is, is easier for some. And, you know, others can find it difficult to connect to that. And there are deeper, more intricate ways to be able to connect to our inner soul's passion and desire. And sometimes it simply just takes practice of stepping out of our mind and into our feeling state. But ultimately, following the heart's passion the soul's passion, and leading our lives from a place of love, growth, and contribution will lead to true fulfillment and wonderful synchronicities. Because we're being driven by such a high vibration. And these are the things that bring in these wonderful, beautiful, interest moments where we're being driven by loving everything in life that we can. We can perceive all the challenges and the difficulties as a type of challenges that you'd be inspired by in, in a movie. You know, in a movie you're cheering the star on. You can do it, you can get there. You know, pick yourself, try again. You know, that's coming from a state of love, inspiration, hope. And most heroes give from all of their experiences. And that's what our unique gift is. You know, learning to enjoy the journey of discovering your authentic gift to the world. Your authentic gift to the world is everything that you've struggled through, every difficulty you have had in your life, 
everything you've overcome is knowledge, experience, and skills that are literally priceless. It's your own unique journey. And being able to persevere through all the challenges and difficulties. And then have the optimism, and faith and love in your heart to give all of that to others. Give the wisdom and knowledge and learning to others in your own unique way. That's my perspective on a purposeful, fulfilling life. Now, helping people get to this state of being is one of my soul's passions. Not all of it, but it's one very strong passion of mine. And the process involves gaining deeper awareness of our mind, body and spirit, as I've been doing through these episodes so far, aligning and empowering someone to their soul's wisdom and their real passion so they can become a source of endless energy and drive when we're connected to our soul's passion it fills us with just relentless love and energy Nat mentioned earlier every change has challenges with the body and mind resisting which is where my counselling and coaching and guidance that I that I receive from my ascended monk who's my spirit guide this is where they come in to help through the process often I will gain an intuitive understanding of what's going on why it's happening where the person needs to focus what will help them etc but then also the subconscious work is what's needed and this is where I help people do the shadow work, right? I help them reflect on all of this, you know, all the counseling, the coaching, the reflective work, doing the deep dive into the inner world. Why do you believe that? Why do you think that? All of that. Guided by spirit, guided by the intuitive flow of my connection to source. And then back that up in a supportive manner. By then rewiring the subconscious to align with the soul's passion. That is something that's crucial for lasting transformation. And that's needed for consistent behavioral change over time. Which can take some time, of course. You know, we need to align the mind and the heart together. Which is why I weave in intuitively guided hypnotherapy that bypasses the conscious mind and crafts the new identity, the soul's passion and mutually agreed upon goals into the subconscious self itself whilst releasing and cleansing any undermining patterns from this life and other lifetimes. This speeds up the process and is incredibly helpful in supporting you know, deep, meaningful changes and building that mind-body coherence through the transformational process. 
who is literally helping you turn that elephant around to walk into the same direction that your ant is wanting to go in. So anyway, I'm hoping that this has been helpful to you. Maybe you gain some insight into how you want to live your life. Or live your life movie. <laughs> you know, what star of the movie do you want to be? Or how you approach change itself. But there are many different approaches to helping others transform their lives. This is just my way of helping with my unique skill set that I've found very effective over the years. But it's my intention to contribute and help as best as I can um, and support others that are wonderful healers and helpers. And so for the next few uh, episodes, I'm going to change the format up a little bit and interview some wonderful people who help change the lives of others in their own unique way. Anyway, that's me done for this episode. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening, but please remember, the content of this podcast is here for inspiration and education, and does not qualify as professional advice. If you have any questions, please visit www.soulgrowthadventures.com. That said, I hope you have enjoyed our journey together, and to conclude, let's set an intention to love, respect and empower ourselves and those around us. Adam Leonard, signing off.